an open text podcast. Welcome to the Open Text Developer Cast. Today, we have a very special guest and we're going to be talking about a very fascinating uh, topic. Today, we have uh, Tim, Tim Everbold. He's a director of Solutions Consulting and he's based in Southfield, Michigan. Tim has a lot of experience working with IoT services. And today, that's exactly the topic that we're going to be covering, IoT APIs for developers. Tim, uh, thank you so very much for being with us today. And uh, maybe you can tell us a bit about uh, yourself. I mean, what you've, uh, how long have you been working with Open Text? What exactly uh, does it mean to be a director of solutions consulting? Uh, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I'm uh, part of OpenText uh, Solution Consulting. What we do is that we help our customers and our um, uh, process, prospects to really understand the art of the possible, what they can do, how they can uh, solve problems and, and uh, really deliver value from our solutions. I'm uh, based in uh, Southfield, as you said, uh, but I do support our glo uh, customers globally. So Asia, Europe, and uh, North America, and uh, Africa, Middle East. Um, been with OpenText now for nine years, and have been involved with IoT and connected devices for uh, over 15 years. Now, that, that's a lot of time, 15 years. So I'm, I mean, we definitely have the right person here today uh, because, I mean, IoT, it's crucial today. I mean, what, whatever I go, whatever I, I read, there's always a reference to how IoT has been transformative and how it impacts the lives of businesses and people on day-to-day -day basis. Uh, so w why don't we start for something very, very basic? Uh, because, I mean, a lot of people may know exactly what IoT is. Some people may not know. So just very briefly, what is IoT? I mean, I do understand that it's about connecting people. It's about connecting devices. But maybe you can summarize it better than I can. Yeah. Uh, I very try to be very quickly here. Um, IoT is the ability to um, talk and collect information from a device or a sensor, okay, to collect information of what it's doing, how, what its state, what it's performing, and then being able to take that information and use it to make better decisions, determine that you need to take action, okay? And then ultimately, IoT even adds more value when applications and people can actually control and change what that device does, okay? So. Okay. And, and, and what is the value? I mean, and you, you just you have, you just mentioned you mentioned something about uh, connecting, uh, exchanging information. But what is the value of the specifically Open Text IoT APIs? I mean, why is it that that these services bring value to developers all over the world? As as you mentioned, and as we talked, IoT uh, is expanding. Um, and the whole space is growing very quickly, and it is driving a lot of innovations and process improvements. However, there is a big problem. Um, many of these uh, implementations are not reaching their potential, okay? Because they're stall. In fact, um, over 80% of IoT projects stall and fail, okay? And they do that because of three primary issues. One is disconnected devices. In an IoT implementation, there ends up being more than one device type. So it's really hard to provision them, be able to collect the information and talk to those different devices in a, in a, in a simple and seamless way. And then there's also a big security gap. There's a lot of disparate information. 
So the data fragmentation across the devices, across the applications that need that information, they don't talk to each other, which inhibits cross-process integration. And it's also difficult from a participation standpoint. It's a challenge for one user that has multiple solutions and multiple accounts. How do they access the device? How do they get the information? Well, that's where OpenText comes in. We solve those three blockers of uh, value um, through our advanced IoT services. So we enable securely connecting and managing any, any device, provide a scalable framework so you can start small and continually grow without having to build over. This ensures future flexibility. So if you wanna change your process or add new features, and the data orchestration that comes in our platform enables action through the integration of applications and services, which provides easy enrollment, participation, and simplifying the experience. Also, our APIs and our IoT platform are leveraged off of a microservices architecture. So the a IoT APIs are used directly by us to generate the value. So that means that these APIs have been volume tested and used every day. Got it. And um, there's, I mean, lots of developers listening to us to today. Uh, from a developer perspective, why should they care? Why should they be investing their time and going and getting more information about these IoT services uh, or APIs provided by API? What are, what are the reasons why they should take the time, get information, and maybe potentially try them? You know, as I said, um, many of the IoT projects fail because they're not coping with those three problems. So um, by understanding how people use the devices, who they need to notify and how they talk, and being able to ensure that there's complexity across the different devices and engagements, developers can leverage our APIs to move beyond just collecting device data. Okay, and looking in the rear view mirror. So we can actually help them apply rules and use our stream analytics to take action directly from that device data. Okay, and then don't stop there, but be able to integrate that data into business applications. They help create a single command layer across all the different device platforms, um, in, including the ability to integrate to legacy devices. There are a lot of operational. Um, uh, controllers out there that aren't technically thought of as IoT, but they are devices that control a machine, and we can connect to those so they can leverage that legacy investment. And this increased the usability and managing the relationship of that device to applications and to users. So now, kind of summing it all up, developers can manage user access control, they can manage the data, but most importantly, drive value by creating action from that data. So it seems that, I mean, based on what you're saying, uh, that the possibilities, I mean, seem to be endless. I mean, here we are talking about connecting devices, getting information, relevant information, connecting people and, and building great stuff. But now, do you have some example of maybe services, some solutions or success stories that you can share with us? I mean, something that can potentially give us a better idea on how these solutions work on day-to-day on, on -day basis, on real-life examples. Sure. 
Um, so we can uh, take these capabilities and uh, help do what we call um, shipment intelligence. So we can help drive um, the, the logistics processes, whether it be inbound, outbound, um, and even through retail, by leveraging existing real-time data without having to deploy new devices, add additional devices where they're needed, and then triggering notifications and actions. So it helps companies reducing their cost and increasing customer satisfaction, um, helping them to support new business models, such as supplier direct ship to a customer, and also being in the retail space, being able to support what's called omni-channel fulfillment, meaning, you know, and that's really been driven by COVID, right? They haven't been able to go to the stores, so they're doing more shopping online. So the uh, retail that have been more focused on store, they have to change their business model to be able to uh, support ordering online without having a, an Amazon-only capability, right? So we can help uh, fill that gap and help them uh, start their new model. We also, also from uh, in manufacturing, um, we can drive operational effectiveness by moving beyond just static device data collection, and then actually creating and managing complex digital twins of multiple devices and sensors. Very quickly, a digital twin is a representation of a physical object, okay? And then we take that representation and are able to manage the relationship of what that thing is and how the information uh, is used. So you can actually drive better efficient control of that device, okay? And then by doing that, we can trigger automated transactions, whether it be um, uh, uh, schedule change, batch size of one, uh, automated uh, maintenance notifications, and then uh, triggering the order so that the material that the maintenance uh, person needs is available, shortens the amount of time. And this really helps uh, drive efficiency in terms of um, uh, overall equipment effectiveness, driving down uh, work and process inventories, being more responsive to customers. And then in the healthcare space, we're helping to create new value-added services uh, by enabling different medical devices to work together for a single patient or, or a health program. Um, so we're talking about, about the IoT, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned that it connects uh, devices, people, information. Uh, I wonder, is there any limitation in terms of the number and type of devices that can be connected on this IoT ecosystem that is supported by these API services, or how, how does it work? I have to be honest, I have no idea, so I'm asking. <laughs> well, that's that's a significant strength of the OpenText IoT platform. We are what we call um, device agnostic. Okay, so we're not limited to just a set of device types or a set of gateways. A gateway is um, a, a tool that collects data from different devices, okay? So we can add value by tying multiple device platforms together, okay, to build a more comprehensive solution. The traditional approach is somebody has to do that manually. They deploy a device platform, they deploy another device platform, and then they have to get that information, then they have to build an application to say, okay, what do I do with that information? Um, and then figure out what do I do next? The OpenText IoT platform and its APIs allow a direct connection to both of those device platforms to marry the information together, okay, and to automatically 
trigger action into different applications. A few minutes ago, you you mentioned how uh, the retail industry uh, has faced many challenges and how it has had to transform uh, during COVID time. Uh, I would say that they were not prepared to go into this uh, more like automated mode. Um, so I'm just wondering. I mean, what do you foresee? It's going to be happening on, on that industry. Do you do, do you think more and more companies are going to be embracing this type of technology? And maybe can you maybe tell us? I mean, how do you envision that? I mean, how is how is that going to work? What type of potential maybe like solutions retail companies may want to consider moving into? Maybe some ideas. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, consumer behavior has fundamentally changed. Okay. Uh, prior to COVID, you know, everybody was in the habit. I'm just going to go to the store. I'll see it. I'll pick it up. Well, because of COVID, they've had, they didn't have that option. So they've become more comfortable shopping online, ordering online, and then either uh, going to the store to pick it up or having it come delivered to their house and those kinds of things. Okay. Um, right. So it, it, we're going to see more innovation about being able to support that online ordering okay um amazon does a great job but that isn't going to be the only way that that demand is fulfilled right so there is going to be that case of well i want to be able to offer my products how can i take advantage of uh, transportation modes that are already in place um, delivery capabilities that uh, others offer so how do i tie that information together, you know, and leveraging that real time and doing it in real time. Because I got to be able to tell my customer where it is, when it's going to be there. And if I'm doing that with a whole bunch of different providers and different partners, right, I really got to understand that. And that's really what's going to be driven by um, IoT in the retail space. And that's interesting because I mean, I mean, we are all witnesses of, of this happening. I mean, in front of our eyes. I mean, many businesses that I deal with. I mean, who were used on your traditional brick and mortar type of uh, style of making business, or those who, I mean, who were limited to just simply going to a store. I see them moving very quickly uh, because they have to if they if they want to survive and implementing solutions that uh, that addresses. I mean, something to I mean similar to what you're saying. So I mean, I'm seeing the transformation, and I'm just hoping that this process. I mean, it's 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 easy for them. I mean, nothing is easy, but I'm hoping that this could be at least seamless to to go to to go through. Um, now, for for those who who I mean, so there's API services. Now, how many APIs? How many services are available uh, for developers to use? Um, we have over 800 APIs, um, and and it's continually growing, and uh, over 60 microservices. Um, that are also addressable as APIs. Okay, and a microservice is a, basically a function that you can call to perform an action. You know, so it's uh, immediately delivering value. And the APIs are structured um, to manage those three major components of how an IoT system, IoT ecosystem works. It's how do people, systems, and things come together for a solution. Okay, um, further. They're organized to enable a developer to define an ecosystem. What are the people, what are the systems, and what are the things, and what are the rules, and how they interact. Allows them to manage devices, and again, across whatever device type and device source, 
onboarding status, the stream, etc. And then being able to execute commands, events, exceptions, control signals, etc. And then managing and orchestrating that stream data, being able to connect and collect it, but more importantly, driving towards command and control, full rules and policies, being able to set triggers for automation or notifications, and then uh, the data orchestration to get it into and out of applications. Got it. Now, if someone wanted to try these services, uh, what are the options available? How can developers today can go and let me see, is an option for them to play around with the services, to try them, to, uh, to, to, to see what they can do with them? Can they do it? And if so, how? Yeah, uh, we have a developer free trial deployed on the developer.opentext.com. So I encourage developers to enroll and start trying out some of these capabilities to see how they can make their projects more effective and innovative. That's perfect. So it's developer.opentext.com for those of you listening. Uh, go into this uh, into this site. Um, you'll find information on these IoT services that Tim has uh, discussed with uh, with us today. Um, give it a try. Give it a try. I, I, I bet you will be very pleasantly surprised. Um, now, Tim, uh, before I let you go, just maybe one final question. I mean, because uh, we work together, people uh, hear you and they, you know, a lot of IoT, but uh, maybe one final question. What do you like to do? I mean, Tim, I mean, besides working on IoT for such a long time and working with these uh, great solutions, what do you like to do? Are you a soccer fan? Are you a tennis fan? Who are you? A <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, couple things that I really enjoy doing. Um, now with COVID, being able to get back into it is uh, coaching lacrosse. Um, uh -huh. So that's a lot of fun. Um, uh, what has helped in COVID is uh, read a lot, so I've been able to catch up on my reading, and then uh, um, just getting out and enjoying good food and 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 doing a lot of cooking. So. Hey, sounds like fun. <laughs> well, Tim, thank you so very much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And again, uh, for those of you listening to, to uh, listening today, go into developer.opentext.com. Uh, check it out. We have uh, many solutions available for you to try. Give it a try. And again, you'll have fun, you'll, you'll learn, and you'll get access to very powerful solutions um, right there. Thank you so much and have a good one. Thank you for listening to the OpenText Developer Cast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And don't forget to come back next month for another episode.